Exit 52 podcast, instant analysis time after a disappointing 23-17 loss for the Baltimore Ravens to the New England Patriots in a rainstorm in Foxborough. And unfortunately for the Ravens, they could not control the storm that was uh, the Patriots running attack for most of this game. Um, And a late rally came up short as the really on both sides of the ball the birds were not able to get it done a disappointing, confusing, upsetting loss to a Patriots team that at times this year has looked terrible. And at time at most of the time this year has looked very mediocre um, and the Ravens unable to get it done. Uh, Banks, your initial thoughts. Uh, pain, disgust, frustration. It's just, it's frustrating as hell. I, I, this was my entire spiel during the fourth quarter. feels like every single time Lamar Jackson's behind in a football game, absolutely nothing on planet earth can go his way. Nothing at all. He has not been perfect whatsoever when we're losing and we're trying to throw our way back into games or whatever it may be. But with like the torrential downpour on that last drive with a minute left was just such a great microcosm of every single time he's been losing, like nothing can go his way. I mean, Andrew's dropping the one pass that he had. Uh, that was an easy first down. Like, we ended up getting that first down anyways. But then we get that first down, and Skura snaps it right by him. The conditions are wet. You can't, like, I don't know how much you can really fault Skura, but it's just frustrating as hell that nothing ever can seem to go his way when he's losing. And it just feeds right into the narrative that everybody just loves to say, Lamar can't do this, Lamar can't do that. The- <laughs> I don't know how many quarterbacks at all under the circumstances were, were making anything happen there. Like the weather was crazy. The, the, you know, receivers are, are dropping passes. We lost Nick, Nick Boyle. That's a whole thing in itself. It's just, that sucked. That sucks so much. That's what I got. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was not fun. RDT. Um, I'm just, I'm scrolling through Twitter right now. And of course, Al Michaels being Al Michaels ended the broadcast with, and if you're if you're a Baltimore fan, you'll be happy to know that the rain just stopped. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh that's so good by so, Michael. So Michael's on the list. I wish it wasn't so good. He, he may be oh, on the list. Um, no, that's, that's <laughs> a good line. It's not that, going on the list. I did just see that Nick Boyle is out for the year too. It's not a surprise if you saw Obviously. it. Obviously, I, I mean, didn't watch the replay. I watched the play and I saw a text come in and I was like, no, I'm, I'm nope, 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 nope. It nope, was nope. the replay it was really bad it was one of those where he wasn't even on like on the ground yet. He wasn't even down. And the Patriots player was yeah, you yeah. saying, yeah, get out knew. here, get out here. Kind of, kind of going off what you said, like Lamar. I mean, I thought Lamar played pretty well, all things considered. Like, I mean, if you would have gone into the game saying, Hey, he's going to throw for two fifteen, two touchdowns. You probably think they're going to win this game. Um, but, but like you said, everything else, I mean, that one run, where is it late in the fourth where no one was doing anything and he's just, he's in a phone booth skipping around and no one can, no one can touch him. And, and he runs for that first down. Dude. I mean, that's, that's put, put the team on the back. Like, Dude, that was, that was like doing. Paul crew when the whole offensive line of the me machine just mm-hmm. quits on him and says, no, fuck you, Paul crew. And they don't block. And then <laughs> yeah. he just takes it upon himself and just shoves and goes down the field and gets the first down. It feels like sometimes just the deck is so stacked against him. And again, I hate making these excuses and just sounding this way and sounding, I don't know, pouty or whoever, however it's coming across. I hate it, but this just, it's so true though. Like it's so frustrating. I'm just, 
I, I said in my blog, the recap blog I just posted, like I need some time to contemplate some things because I do. I don't know whether to just burn the tape on this game because it was just sloppy and wet and people were hurt and we we're scrambling to kind of find and plug players in those certain spots. Or if I should just say, hey, we got a little bit of a pattern here. And I know people have been saying there's a pattern, there's a pattern, there's a pattern between the Chiefs game, and the Titans game, this, that, and the other. But each one seems like it should just be a freak game. But there's multiple now. Like there's a whole pattern of it. And it's – I got to think about things. I'm lost. I need help. And, and I think – I mean, the, the offensive line play was not good tonight at all. Um, Bozeman had that hold late. That wasn't – that was – yeah, I yes, holding, but I could yeah, have seen he, that yeah. going away. I mean, the snaps by Skura, that's that's got to be talked about. And and yeah, again, I, I mean, yeah, I got to talk about I got to talk about Skura. I mean, there's no doubt that in the rain, and if you're gonna say the same thing for Lamar, that you're like in the rain, it's hard to get things done. You say the same thing for Skura. All right, in the game, it's hard. In the rain, it's hard to get things right. done. You can't do that three times. Mm-hmm. You, it cannot happen. It three wasn't times. even the three times he he was making Lamar work for work for every snap. But the three, but but the the two the three were, were huge plays. really were huge plays. Whatever. I mean, the Ingram Wildcat is a horrible play call. That's snap terrible. the ball to Lamar. Uh, yeah, we should hold. We also, should put a pin in that because well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll get there after this little thing about Scott. Uh, he, he, uh, the snap to Lamar after he makes that play, it pretty much ends the game. I mean, like at that point, you know you're going to have to punt and use your timeouts to get the ball back, and then depending on what the ra- the rain is doing, you then have to throw the ball to get back down the field. I mean when the Ravens got the ball with 105 to go and it's, it's raining, like what would, what they call it? Happy Gilmore, fat rain. That was fat freaking rain coming down at that point. <laughs> and to throw the ball to a Ravens receiving core that cannot get open. I mean, when they show the sky cam behind Lamar, when he's dancing around, there is not, and the, and the, the back end of that new England secondary, even without Gilmore is probably the best part of their defense. But regardless, no one can get open. I mean, no one can get open on, on like a three to five step drop. It's only on he, a quick throw across the middle to Andrews or Sneed. The soldier, my man, Hollywood Brown, who I do love. He's, he's got to be mean, talked he, about. I mean, I mean I, at this point, he's not doing anything. But to, to bring it back real quick to Skura, like I felt Crownsworth made a nice point. Like at that point in the game, he is a skill position player. He's one of your most important players. If you're going to go in the shotgun on every play, they got it done on the other side. Like, I can't name the Patriots center off the top of my head. I have no problem saying that. That guy was snapping at the camera. Cardona, long snapper. No, Cardona's the long snapper. Yeah, yeah he's Chris. <laughs> he was Chris. Our, our guy was Chris as well. We have to he was. A shout out. One man snapping the ball for the Ravens was Chris. But our man Scurry does not get it done. And this is now becoming a pattern. If he's hurt, they're going to have to figure this out because – He's, Harbaugh said it wasn't an injury. He said it was weather related. So, but weren't the, weren't the snaps well, as bad last week too? I mean, he, they, yeah, they played I mean, in the dome. Ter- the frustrating part is that they have McCarry, and he was the center for half the season last year when they went yeah, on the road I mean, after the Rams. You have to make a change. They have I mean, even, a solution, right? There. I don't know. I don't know how much stock to put in um, those pro football focus rankings. I mean, those are kind of wonky. But yeah. Skur was graded out. If you look at those things, they always put him up in the lineups because that's Collinsworth's thing, so they promote his thing. It, he was like 30th out of 36 guys that had played enough snaps to get rated, Skura. So, obviously, he's not, you know, getting it done on a multitude of different levels when you look at it. In terms of my, what I, my thoughts about Lamar, I thought Lamar was fine tonight. Um, the pick at the end of the first half, you're trying to make a play there. It's not great. It's not a good three. While you're trying to throw a jump ball to Hollywood against a physical guy like J.C. Jackson, shout out to a Terp. 
he, he, Hollywood's not winning that battle. You can say whatever you want about Hollywood. He's not going up there and getting that over J.C. Jackson. Don't throw that up to him. Make any other play. It's a bad throw. But he wasn't bad in the second half. I mean, he made things happen. The throw to Snead for the touchdown was a good throw. You know, he had two good drives during the game. Didn't really make a lot of bad throws. He The one he sort of short-armed into the end zone wasn't a great throw. Um, but he was not the reason the Ravens lost tonight. The Ravens got bullied up front. Bullied, bullied up front by the Patriots. Through through. Brandon Williams and Clayus Campbell being out is bad. Um, but Ellis and Wolf and those guys, at least until the end, when they really sold out and they knew they were going to run, when there was any uncertainty about the play calling, I mean, Damian Harris, who I actually think is pretty good, mm-hmm. um, was pretty much looked good. Wanted. Yeah. So, good. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, an, I mean, this is an upsetting loss. I mean, there's, there's no other way to say, I mean, this Ravens team is now six and three, you know, with losses to essentially, I mean, your two biggest rivals. You, you've lost to the Patriots and the Steelers, your two biggest rivals, and the team you're really, you know, chasing. the defending Super Bowl chasing champions them. that you're chasing. That's really disappointing. I mean, that is a tough start through 10 weeks. Spin zone, you'd rather lose them now than lose them later. Well, but, sure, but sure. sure but BCS, you know. Yeah, not, BCS. Lessons, yeah. not losses. And home games and away games aren't really going to matter in the playoffs. There's going to be no crowds. But, at, I mean, at this point, you you are not a you're not an elite team. If you're the Ravens right now, you're just not. I mean, you, I mean, and whether that's through injury, whether that's through play, whether that's through both sides of the ball not getting it totally done. At this point, you can't look at yourself as an elite team. You might be the step below that, and you're close to maybe getting back up there, but they they just did not get it done in a multitude of ways. And to watch them get bullied on the line of scrimmage, I guess a good Patriots offensive line. Um, you know, Cam Newton can't can barely throw. I mean, he. I mean, yeah. Jacoby Myers is fine, but they don't have any weapons. I mean, you watch the Jets do a pretty good job defending them for most of the game last week, and they just and they figured it out. And they just pounded the Jets into submission, um, and the weather is a factor. It's just a, I'm just frustrated. It's a frustrating, frustrating thing. To I'm hearing it build as you go. I'm right there with you. I mean, I I lost my mind multiple times tonight. It was frustrating as hell. Um, they just make mistakes like consistently over and over and over. Even like drop passes are just seem P- to be penalties, eight penalties. penalties. I mean, eight penalties. Yeah. What is can just, I know justice. So maybe didn't hear the whistle there, but that's two 15 yard penalties. The two straight weeks. He's been a gunner. I mean, just get this guy off the field. I mean, yeah. and I'm, the, I was the guy who was calling for him, but like it, it, clearly it's not working at this point now, maybe, <laughs> but like, that's just, that's unacceptable. You can't have penalties like that. Like ugh, brutal. Yeah. And the thing with the thing with justice Hill, this is another, small conversation in itself is why is he seeing the field whatsoever? Like he didn't see the field on the offense when Ingram was on the shelf for a couple of weeks and suddenly he's getting mixed in on third down opportunities. Like it makes no sense. I like what I've seen out of Dobbins and I think he should get some more opportunities and he is supposed to have the pass catching abilities. And we've seen, we saw Gus Edwards catch a pretty good uh, 31 yard catch today. Like why are we mixing justice Hill into the mix? Like there's, there just doesn't seem to be a rhyme or reason. And you're trying to get these running backs into a rhythm and you're just mixing in this fourth stringer for no reason. Uh, Mark Ingram doesn't look right. No. Still five, five carries for five yards. And he had the catch on the first, what the first play he took it like 15 or 16. And you're like, he okay. Doesn't yeah. look, he doesn't look quick. And he was never really fast before, but he was functionally fast and then physical enough to, obviously be proficient. I mean, Mark Ingram's had great years in the NFL, but he's, I mean, he doesn't look, he just doesn't like, he gets the ball. There is a different burst when Gus Edwards gets the ball Did you? and it's what Mark Ingram used to look like. 
Did you guys ever watch – this is a real deep throwback here. Taylor, I feel like you may have watched it. Did you ever watch Playmakers way back in the day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Do you remember that there was, like, the washed-up running back who has the younger running back who's kind of mm-hmm. chasing them on the depth chart? And this, there's a – I remember there being a scene, and this is me recalling from, like, what, 15 years ago when that show was on? Yeah, Maybe. long time, long time ago. I specifically remember a scene. It's always just stuck with me. The coach takes the remote of the tape that he has up on the screen and he hits pause and then he hits like the fast forward button, like frame by frame and says, this is, you know, one tenth of a second, two tenths of a second, three tenths of a second. And basically goes into this whole monologue about how, you know, this is where the player was in regards to the hole at this tenth of a second. And then this is where he is like the hole closes on a rushing play like that quickly. And in the scene and the show, whatever it might be, that running back had gotten to a point where his speed was just that much slower and the window closed that much quicker and he was just ineffective. I think you see running backs kind of fall off a cliff because of that reason, and it's very possible, as much as I hate to say it, because I love Mark Ingram, I love his energy, I love everything that he's about, but he may be at that point, you know, he is coming off an injury like whatever, but, you know, it his day may have come where his, his days are numbered as a, as a running back in the NFL. And it's, you know, that's a tough conversation to have. It stinks to say, but that might be the case. And I, I think that's what we're, cause didn't we talk about it a couple of weeks ago when, when Dobbins had the hundred yard game, it may have been last week. And, and he, and Ingram put that tweet out and mm-hmm. it, it seemed like there was something going on. And, and I think that's what we alluded to was, I mean, he's, he, you know, I'm sure he's on social media. I'm sure he listens and reads, you know, everything in, in Baltimore, but he probably knows, like you said, it's his time's probably up. And he, I mean, he sees the writing on the wall when they, when they draft JK Dobbins and what the mm-hmm. second round last year. And I mean, I don't understand why Gus Edwards doesn't get the ball 30 times a game. He looks awesome. All I mean, time. he looked, he looked unbelievable tonight. He looked like, quicker. Like I, I tweeted it. He mm-hmm. looks faster and white. I don't like, he also looks a little bit, <laughs> he looks fast. Crazy. He just, he looked fast when he caught that, that pass on the sideline and just had space to really turn it on and go full steam. Cause he usually has that, like in the hole, you know, kind of constricted space, like protect the ball, put your shoulder down kind of thing going on. He had space to run and get the wheels turning and he was moving. Yeah. I, I mean, he touched the ball eight times and it was like 75 yards. I, I think you, you sign up for that anytime, you know, yeah. I mean, he had the one catch for 31 yards. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, just kind of going back to it. And, and like you said, like Ingram may look that way because the, none of these guys can get in a rhythm though. It seems like you said, like, it's not like Ingram's getting carries in the first and then boom, you see him, you know, in the fourth when he's got his, when he's got his breath or something like that. It seems like it's like, all right, Hey, you're going in the first half, first quarter. JK will go second, uh, you know, justice will sprinkle you in. It's like, you can't, you, they can't get anything going. They got no rhythm. Yeah. I, I it, it's interesting watching Ingram, and it, it could just be the injury right now. I mean, they obviously mm-hmm. got him back and he's well enough to play, but maybe he just, you know, he needs as much burst as he has because it's just the, the player he is um, defensively just to throw it to the outside. I mean, the, the Patriots are a limited team, but as we talked about, the Ravens really got dominated. I mean, they need Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell in the game. I mean, it really opens up what the linebackers do. Um, and and you saw the Patriots just running it where Campbell would be. I think Zarebeck pointed that out on Twitter a lot on those first couple of drives. They were really pounding it into that spot. Um, and, and, and it got better as the game went on. Uh, and obviously, as I said before, once the Ravens knew they did sell out for the run, um, they played better. Um, but not a great night for the front seven for the most part tonight. 
Yeah, it felt like this contextually was just a mismatch for what the Patriots, really the one thing that they can do effectively was the one thing that we just didn't have the guys for tonight, you know, with Brandon Williams going down early. He was kind of like the one guy we couldn't see go down. There was a play, Justin Ellis was in. He doesn't get a lot of snaps. He's a big dude, but he got too far. He got too far up up upfield on a play. And it felt like there were a lot of plays in the first half where there's the screen with Burkhead. He got, yes, exactly. Way too far up the field. And it looked like the play should have gone nowhere. And it it was a a kind of a crippling first down for the drive um, within the context of the game. It just seems like repeatedly they just gashed us in the spots and we just didn't have the personnel for it. And there's really no answer for when a team can bully you and push you around because it's exactly what we did game after game after game last year. And the Patriots had the personnel. Um, Cam Newton is a problem. He always has been. And when you don't have the people to match up for that, or you do have the people, but you have to scramble and, and kind of re scheme how you handle things, you know, with an injury on the fly, it takes some time to get your legs underneath you and, and, and get that turned around. And that's, we kind of had an adjustment phase there once Brandon Williams went out. I, I would love to see the, um, like Cam Newton's passing chart because I I can't think of what, what's the deepest ball he threw. Mm, I don't I, know. 10, 15 yards. Jacoby Myers threw the deepest ball. He the had game. the, you, Oh my God. Did you know that he was a quarterback before this? No, not before. I didn't know I, during yeah, the game. Did he a quarterback? That's, that's what they said. Apparently wow. on, on How the, about on that? I must, I must yeah, dude, this is like a shtick. It's like, Oh, did you know he was a quarterback? But like, <laughs> I'm, I must, did anybody know he was actually like, I, well, they only mentioned it 14 I, I, times. No, last week, last week. I, why he was last week. I was yeah. watching without sound and I, yeah. Yeah. They talked, they talked about it a few times. He was, he was uh, trying to bring me back in a fantasy game. He almost brought me <laughs> back from like a 30 point. He was great last week. He's good. I, Jacoby Myers is good. They, they have no yes. weapons besides him. That's what, I mean, Rex Burke. They are horrible. Harris is a prop too. Like you said. Well, he's yeah, awesome. he's a prop. He's good. And he was good. He was a highly ranked recruit and he was in that Alabama system where they have 35 running backs a year. And then he probably could have gotten drafted higher. And it's just, I've kind of been waiting. He's better than Sony Michelle. I, for me, I don't with they even if they bring back him, I, I don't know why you wouldn't have Harris be your, yeah. your primary guy. Sure, yeah. Um, at this I mean, point. yeah, like, like I said, I, besides from Myers, Burkhead was the guy. Like Rex Burkhead, I mean, he, he caught that kind of dying duck or the the high looping one, and and he made some plays. But other than that, I mean, yeah, these guys are nobodies. Like there's they're just a team full of nobodies. Like I said, I mean, Cam Newton. The defense knew, I think, what Cam Newton was going to do. It's not like they did anything surprising or anything to, to, to keep them on their toes. I think they just struck while the iron was hot and who got lucky heck? with a couple of drives because they couldn't really do anything in that second, in that, that second half. Who the hell are Ryan Izzo and Jacob Johnson? That's like, it. I'm looking at Izzo. I have no idea <laughs> when that guy five caught that people pass. who caught a pass tonight. Who the hell are these guys? Like, I got no idea. Oh, geez. I mean, I'm just getting lost in the sauce here, but like, there's two things, Two things I think we really need to touch on before we we start to wrap this thing up. We have to talk about Greg Roman and some of the play calling, particularly that um, the Wildcat with Ingram. Awful. Two, I think we need to talk more about Hollywood. So which which would you want to do first? I'll I'll give my quick take on Ingram. That's awful. I mean, that's just inexcusable. Lamar Jackson, I, I will go down till the end of Lamar Jackson's career with Lamar Jackson getting the ball in that play and either getting it or not. 
It's fine. That is fine. It's fine. I'll never question it. No matter how you want to design that, whether you want to have him bootleg it, whether you want to have him go up the middle, whether you want to run the option like they have a couple of times. I don't know where that play was tonight when i mean maybe it's raining so you don't they ran one early where, where early Lamar where Lamar darted in for first down exactly and it looked pretty easy for him to it get was effective it did yards. the job yeah and not not the wildcat to to mark ingram who hasn't played in three weeks yeah also ingram it doesn't look explosive the... <laughs> maybe jk dobbins maybe the bus who's running hard beep beep give it to the bus <laughs> horrible go ahead Horrible. No, I'm right there with you. The entire premise of like what makes Lamar great is that he is the Wildcat offense with somebody who can throw. You already are in the Wildcat basically every single play. You have the matchup issue where you don't have in traditional football with a pack with a pocket passer. It's, you know, 10 guys against 11 and the quarterback is just kind of like back in the backfield. Lamar Jackson makes it 11 on 11. That's the entire premise of the Wildcat is to put a guy back there and get an extra blocker. You have that with Lamar Jackson every single play. So the, for, for you to take some, put somebody back there who can't throw that takes that out of the equation, it makes no sense to ever do that ever on any occasion whatsoever, ever, ever, ever. Awful. So, Awful. I mean, the, like, like fuck around with that on, on second and seven in some two touchdown game, whatever. Sure. If you want to get cute and try to look like a genius and do it there, fine. Like whatever. I don't like that, but fine. Do it there. Don't do it on fourth and one. Exactly. Like you said, run quarterback power, right? Like we did in Seattle. You know, I want to go for a coach, shove it right up their asses. Like that's come on. Like go back to our identity. Like stop, stop with all this bullshit. Like I'm ah. No. I would have, I would have loved to hear a mic'd up Belichick when he sees. He's laughing. He's laughing. Uh, I'm sure he probably, he probably like said. McAfee, uh, snafu. With uh, yeah, with Palomalo. Snap. Yeah, whatever that was. Or yeah, or, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's weird because again, like Taylor, I mean, he's arguably the most exciting electric player in the NFL, and you're gonna take the ball out of his hands on fourth and one. It doesn't matter. It could have been fourth and one, fourth and five. It doesn't matter. I don't think. But like. You're like, like you were saying, Banks, he's the wildcat. Like you don't, no need to dick around. Don't, yeah, that's not the time to get cute. I think you can get cute against the Browns when you're up 24 or whatever it was. Um, also real quick, I just saw a tweet that said Lamar Jackson, every time Matt Skura snaps the ball and it's just Odell Beckham's uh, one-handed catch, which was pretty yeah, funny. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he was kind of impressive in hauling in. Getting back on it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but By the no, way, I mean, if they'd I, called the Winovich helmet to helmet, that would have been one of the all-time bailout calls in the history of football. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. They talked about it. They talked about it. I wanted it, it bad. Because yeah. we yeah, just yeah. – we're just so due for so many breaks. That would, like – would that be so wrong? I thought it would have been wrong, but it would have been wrong. Tungavilo is already signing jerseys for random people after the games. Like, if you if you if you're watching that, because I'm watching it too. <laughs> on Sports Center, I that guy brought his own jersey out. It's not even the jersey that they wore. Did they play? Did they play together in Alabama or something? I don't know. That I don't know. Maybe, but um, Jesus. But, no, I'm just. I just. I immediately laughed when I saw Lamar up top, and then like looked back, and I kind of expected to see Gus back there, and was like, oh, it's Ingram. And then again, that snap was. Just God so awful. Torrent. That snap was worse than the one uh, in the fourth quarter. But yeah, not not a great play. Um, and I, I mean, it, not that, that that set the tone, but it was kind of like I think was that the drive where the the Patriots went down and got a field goal and did, they didn't score 
They didn't score that touchdown though, right? Yeah, it was in the second half. Yeah, third yeah. quarter. I uh, yeah, I, I thought if the Patriots would have got the touchdown there, I thought it was game over. Oh, but fair. obviously, since they they let it, they only gave up the field goal. I thought that you know the game is still kind of in reach. So I still I was convinced that the Ravens are going to win that game until the that final buzzer. But um, now we can go on about the uh, the Hollywood. Five targets, three catches, thirty-eight yards for Hollywood. Wait, where do you pick up an extra catch? I've yeah, got I saw two. two. For Fourteen. Yeah, I see two for 14. I've got three for 38 on ESPN.com. Where you guys got oh, two? I've got ESPN.com as two for 14. Yep. Whoa. Whoa. Eight, a long fresh. of eight, six targets. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong game. I have. I was going to research on another thing. Sorry. What was this? Give me his line then. He wow. had six targets, two catches, 14 yards. He did have a solo tackle. And he had a long of eight. He's a, and he's a, he's a total non-factor at this point. But that I will is the say. Thing. At, at some point. Sorry to cut you off there. No, no, you're good. I, there was a point in tonight's game where I was just like really frustrated with how non-existent he was. And um, I don't know, the ball that was over his head in the end zone was a little overthrown, but also like he's just not getting separation from anybody. Like he is the perfect example of somebody who has the ability to get open and he's just not getting open. So at what point do we start to talk about like, is this guy just not, does he not have it? Like it's, it's hard to know. It's, it's interesting that they continue to not, and maybe I'm just not a astute enough football watcher to watch him get put in a position where he could be the option to give him the ball. And Lamar makes a different decision, but they don't do a lot to get the ball in his hands early and allow him to make a play. And I don't know if that's because we're watching him knock it open, and that's a product of some level of explosiveness he doesn't have. So they're not—they're giving the ball to like Devin Duvernay in spots like that. They're giving the ball to Willie Sneed over the middle. Yeah, I mean they're giving the ball to all these other guys. They're scheming up plays I'll, for these I'll, other guys. I'll tell you, and, and if he and if he if he if he ends up having it down the road, more power to him. Miles Boykin, see ya. I mean yeah. he's a non-factor too. Hollywood Brown has been more of a factor in his NFL career. They just see they they. They, you know they have to be running him. I'm not watching the the all 22, so I, I don't know how many times they're running him on on deep routes. Maybe I could go back and watch that on Game Pass. But yeah, I mean he he I mean he can't be happy, but they can't be happy with him because there was time when Lamar had time tonight. And if Hollywood's an elite receiver, he's open on some of those plays. Unless they're bracketing him, and we're, I mean you can't necessarily see it in the look we're getting throughout the game. So maybe someone will write about it or something like that after looking at it, but. And, and like you're saying, like, he's just not getting separation. And it's not like he's going up against, you know, Gilmore. If, if he's getting clamped by Gilmore, it's like, okay, guys, the NFL defensive player of the year last year. Okay, like, you can live with that. It's But again, I like – I love J.C. Jackson, but mm-hmm. J.C. Jackson got burned by, by Denzel Mims like four times last week. And that's what Flacco you said that last him, week. Flacco got him one time. Um, he tripped the one time, and then Flacco missed Mims another time. Like <laughs> – like he was getting beat deep, and I was I was watching. I was like, man, Hollywood Brown. If they don't get Gilmore back, Hollywood Brown. Like I love J.C. Jackson, the Maryland guy, physical. It's amazing what he's done as an undrafted player. Leads the NFL in interceptions with six. He is not a speed guy. He's a physical corner who's great in today's NFL because he can get up and play press. He's got enough speed to to deal with guys. But like you would think, Hollywood Brown, if he can get some get off the line of scrimmage against J.C., like he can beat him. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, you saw JC run with him bumped out of bounds. I mean, he just he, got he ran with him multiple times. He ran with him multiple times. Like, if you're if you're have the speed that that Hollywood is supposed to have at a, at a certain point, I mean, we we saw John Brown get open deep more than this guy yeah. for Lamar a couple of years ago. I mean, where is the speed? I have to comment on one thing 
before we get out of here. Um, unless anyone else said, has anything else to say about it. I was going to say, I did watch Hollywood uh, stream on Twitch this week playing Call of Duty, and the entire chat was just absolutely roasting him. Like, there <laughs> yeah, were I people mean, that's so tough, man. giving it to him. And there were, there were, like, mods in the chat who were like, we're not here to talk about his stats or we're not here to shit on him. And, but he was just getting it. It was, it was, it was, it was yikes. But uh, yeah, it, it's weird. It is weird that they don't try and do some of the Dante Stallworth screens just to anything, get the ball in his hands. Anything, like, just get to the make ball him in his hands feel the first good about play. himself. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, you know, when the, the, this is an NBA reference. We're talking about NBA. Remember when, Kendrick Perkins played for the Thunder, and he was really only there to protect the land when they were trying to win the title. But they would always run a play for him in the first like three possessions, even though you had Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook and James Harden, just to make him feel like he was a part of the game. And mm-hmm. he would miss every single. Get him time. involved. That's what they need to do. Like just get him the ball on anything. Just and maybe it it unlocks something. Return that a sounds- kick. <laughs> yeah, return a punt. I mean, James yeah. Perchet is just waving waving yeah. in his hand. He's doing a good Wait job of that. He is doing a great job. He's caught all those balls tonight. I can't take anything away from, take anything away from him. It the Ravens. Like, it's, I was going to say, it seems like he had more, he had the ability to separate with people when he had the screws in his foot last year. And like, that's the weird thing. It's like, yeah, I had screws and, in his foot last year and he was yeah. running away from people. And now, I mean, speed was his thing. I just saw the video on Twitter where he, he gave that, that fan at the OU spring game or whatever, 10 yard head start and still, you know, burned him down the down the field but yeah he's he just has nothing right now real quick i don't know what patrick queen thinks is happening on that jacoby myers play where does he think he's going up the field just run with burkhead there's no there's that's yeah i just that just came on i I think that that, for sec women's soccer here what a goal that was wow are you kidding (laughs) me taylor (laughs) um, that's that's part of the the taylor package yeah (laughs) um I think his instinct was, okay, we've just got a broken play. It's not a broken play, but a trick play here. And he just goes to his instincts and his instincts are still, you know, college face guarding is kind of the norm with that. And he just kind of says, okay, I'm going to get in this guy's face. And you can't do that in the NFL. The the guys are much better. And, you know, Burkhead, you know, ran underneath the ball and got it. Like you have to go turn your head and find the football and, um, Deshaun Elliott, who had a terrible game, by the way, he was not uh, good. Has got to got to communicate to him a little better there and yell that the ball's in the air or what have you. It's just it was just a mess of a play. It's frustrating. Like I think I said it already. Like just wasn't it wasn't a good throw. It wasn't a good trick play. We didn't fall for the trick, and it just worked out. It's just that's frustrating. Yeah, Jacoby Myers. It was a good throw in enough in the sense in enough in the sense that. He got it there and gave Burkhead a chance to make the play. And sure. That's what you want. Yeah. Receiver. It was no Jarvis Landry. He's no Jarvis Landry. It goes bullets. No. Um, the Ravens on opening drives this year. One touchdown, two field goals, one pick six. Oh. One, two, three, four, five punts. I think I did that math right. That's two, probably too many drives. Two, oh, three punts. Excuse me. Three punts. Three punts, <laughs> pick six. I think they scored on like two field goals, 80, one touchdown. Eighty-eight percent of their drives. I, I'll tell you right year. now, they were eleven of sixteen on opening drives for eight touchdowns. Of those, eight of those for touchdowns. No, okay. eight of sixteen for touchdowns. Eleven of the Ravens did a great job last year of getting out ahead and stepping mm-hmm. on the throat, and they cannot do that this year. I mean, they they are not 
able to get the train moving on the tracks at an elevated pace of speed where it speeds the game up on the other team. Teams are very comfortable playing the Ravens right now. That, very that touchdown drive was in maybe the best drive of the year too, by the way. Great drive. To finish the first, it was a uh, like 94 plays or 90, not 94 plays, 94 yards. 94 um, plays, huh? That would be something, huh? It's getting late. Um, the last thing I want to touch on is the Nick Boyle injury. Yes, it was gruesome. Yes, it was disgusting. I didn't watch replays or anything. But that is a huge loss for the offense. Massive. Correct. What he does in the in that offense with moving across the formation and, and really making the key block on the edge is so key. Like, it's so damn important. And there's just not somebody on the roster um, – and there's really not that many in, in football that can block the way that he does. Um, and it really, it just really sucks. And he's going to, he's obviously out for the year. He, it, who knows if he's even going to be ready for next season. And uh, uh, they were working out Luke Wilson. And from what I'm hearing, they're probably going to sign him either way going into this game. So he'll probably be on the roster, but the, his, his skill set is not at all anywhere near what Nick Boyle does. So they're going to have to go find somebody who can block, um they have uh do you, do you remember just... uh pittsburgh steeler legend uh xavier grimble you remember that name he is oh, on the pra- he is on yeah, the practice squad he is on the practice squad six four two six four two sixty one won the super bowl um a couple years ago as well he's been on a lot of teams but he is on the, i'm just looking at the practice the two practice squad guys <sighs> we also have sean colkin a missouri um six five two fifty five so two big guys Ooh, the colk yeah colk and the grimble I'm down uh, to call also, Crockett Gilmore. I, was, I loved in. that guy, and I just I want to believe that it's still 2014 and Gary Kubiak's the offensive coordinator, and we can just uh, – man. Losing Boyle sucks. Sucks. Tonight sucked. Yeah, cause, well, like you were saying, I mean, he, <laughs> does, he does a lot of the um... – he does a lot of the stuff that you don't see in the in the box score. And as cliche as that sounds, like it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. And and it's funny because my, my buddy was my buddy was in a DraftKings thing and was like, I need I just need a touchdown catch from Nick Boyle. And literally two minutes later, like broken leg, yeah. knee, ACL, whatever. And it's yeah, I, I mean run. This is not a this is not a list I'm gonna necessarily trust, but I just found it of the tight ends that are on the street right now. Oh god. Charles Clay is a name that I is a name that Definitely I remember. Nice. Jeff Hurman is a name that I remember. Delaney Walker's out there. So like is Jermaine he? Gresham or something. Uh, Lance Kendricks is out there. Uh, ben Watson just retired. We might be able to go spin it. Maybe he's yeah, I there. actually thought of him. We kicked yeah. the tires on Dennis Pitt to see if he's got how far. Him. How long has Ed Dixon been out of the league? Probably just like two or a year or Not two. Not that long. Not out. that long. Delaney. Uh, by the way, just Vernon. off dust off dancing with the stars, mm-hmm. Vernon Davis. He's got to be around. He's around the DMV. Somewhere. He, no doubt. He's but those are the, not the guys we want. We don't want the names that you've actually heard. I of, know. But I, I like that. Catch the passes. I, I like name. I just like name and title. They're probably going to use Tyrone Swoops. Matt Ricard to to do some of that more of the blocking and but he just can't get out there and be, you know, that semi threat keep the defense honest kind of pass catcher out there. So. It just – that's a big, big, uh, big hole that we're going to have. And, honestly, I think um, the Patriots really suffered last year when they lost uh, – what's Bronx. his face? What's that? Bronx? No, no, their, uh, their fullback. That was really oh. key to a lot of their uh, – um, Oh, um, why, why am I blanking on his the name? Rugby play? Is he the rugby guy? No. 
now. Who am I thinking of then? Here's a, if if Brandon know, Williams I, is out, if Brandon Williams is out, do you spin the tires on Don Terry Poe? Don Terry Poe. I don't know. Just got cut by Combine Dallas. legend. Combine yep. legend. Just got oh, cut it's, by uh, Dallas. James Devlin. That's, That's right. Name ah, James Devlin. Sure. He was super key to what they did in the run game and all the all that extra stuff you don't see in the in the box score and I think that really yes. affected who the Patriots were offensively last year. And in an offense, you know, similarly to ours, had very few playmakers. When they lost him, they just kind of lost their ability to bully people. And that's what terrifies me about losing Nick Boyle. Because at this point, the Ravens do not have a lot of playmakers. That has and, been well established. Yeah. By this, by this podcast and by podcast previously and by watching the team play on the field. So... Yep. We're going to have to figure that one out. And there's going to be have to be a lot of things to figure it out as we head into really one of the great weeks um, of the year, and that is the Exit 52 Podcast Bowl, Titans-Ravens, as Derrick Henry stares down the barrel of Justin Ellis and Broderick Washington. He's got to be <laughs> feeling good about that. No offense to those guys, but that's a lot better than looking at Calais Campbell. Although Ryan Tannehill is staring down the barrel of Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. And he, that Titans- he was banged up tonight, though. He he was on the sideline a few times, they said. He was. Yeah. Both so, of them I were, wonder. actually. Two teams limping into the game here next week. This game is a good And they're going to have a short week after that, too. Yeah. One o'clock, CBS. And we will get to that game on this week's edition of the X-52 podcast because this incident analysis is absolutely over. Please follow the boys at, Bar- <laughs> at, at Barstool Banks on Twitter. You can follow RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I 22. You can follow me at TaylorSmite 10. Go to BarstoolSports.com and read our man Banks' master's coverage. Did a sensational job covering that event. Thank you. Thank weekend. you. As I, we were going to have a little master's talk here, maybe, but there's not really much to talk about. Dustin Johnson dominated the tournament, went 20. Yeah, seven. no, this was supposed to be a jovial environment coming into this podcast, and that's yeah. not how tonight yeah. went. So. Um, so so, no need really to touch on that, but go support him. Give him, give him some clicks. Um, he knocked that out of the park. Um, go back and listen to our other episodes with interviews. We're in a much better mood than we are right now. And we'll be back this week on the Exit 52 podcast. Go Ravens. Ravens.